Well, welcome back to another episode of The Grace Between Us. And today we're all dressed up. I am Pastor Nathan Hurst. And I am Pastor Lori. Yeah, we're knocking down another issue on marriage today. Today we thought we would uh, dive into maybe those issues of people who are struggling in their marriage. Yeah, it's it's an issue. Mm-hmm. People, a lot of people are struggling even if they don't talk about it. Yeah, we we have had times where we've had ups and downs in our marriage. We're not gonna lie and tell you we've had a perfect, perfect marriage. We're perfect. We're so perfect. Because we're pastors, everything's perfect. That never <laughs> it never works that way. In fact, the funny thing is, well, not funny. I mean, reality is that we even sought out marriage counseling uh, at the uh, request of one of the churches we were at, mm-hmm. not because we were like tearing each other's throats out, but right. because we just weren't. Uh, compatible the way we needed to be and especially for ministry and moving forward in ministry sometimes you need someone to help talk it out yeah yeah and so we went to a marriage counselor for a weekend and it was it was a great experience Mm -hmm. Uh, this gentleman sounded like George W Bush (laughs) so it was kind of uh, he could be like a a voice double for George W Bush it was kind of a funny thing there Um, but it was a great opportunity to just get into the nitty-gritty of stuff we were going through yeah he called us out a bit. Yeah, he Sometimes did. Sometimes we need that. That's okay. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're a bad person or a bad spouse. No. It means no. that you can work on some things. Yeah, it means there's we areas. All, we all have those areas. Yeah, there's areas in your life you need to work on. And mm-hmm. again, it's not a negative thing. So we want to talk about three tips today for people who are struggling in their marriage. Three yeah. tips to really get at that, man, maybe you can put into practice today. And the first one's not really a tip. It's more of a, of a question that I think really helps people who are struggling. And whether you're struggling today or whether you've been struggling for a while, or maybe you've been struggling and wondering how far is this really going to go? First one there is, is there 10% of this marriage that's worth saving? You got to ask that hard question. Even 10%, right? I think it's much lower than that. You really have to wonder. Now, I think the 10%, we could obviously start off with the commitment you made to God and to others is probably bigger than 10% of your marriage. Hopefully that's a guiding post that's larger than 10%. Mm -hmm. That's usually worth saving. Uh, A lot of times kids. Yeah, kids are huge. Kids are a reason to keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, and just that relationship, that friendship you have, mm-hmm. you know, losing that is, it's hard. It's a it's big a, deal. A soul tie mm-hmm. that you have with that person and you've connected and committed to them that one will never go away. There will always be a portion of that. That's right. And that 10% can even lead you back into those core issues. You know, mm-hmm. if there's 10% of something that you can be positive about, right. core issue that you can be positive about, mm-hmm. that can be a foundational building block for the rest of your marriage and actually getting over some of the hurts, pains, issues that sometimes come in marriage. Yeah. You know, you know, finding that positivity, mm-hmm. you know, taking moments to evaluate positive things instead of running to your girlfriend and talking about how much they annoy Guy, you. That's not talking about you no. and your girlfriend. That's talking about girls, <laughs> girls, girls and their talking girlfriend. To you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, going and complaining and you're going to, that's what you're going to be thinking about. And yes. you're going to be thinking about them when you see them again. Yeah. And you're already going to be all hot and bothered because you're already talking <laughs> about how frustrated you were. And when you get home, you're yeah. going to give him the attitude. Okay. Give him the what for. Yeah. But yes. still, you know, Finding some positivity in the relationship. Yeah, just again, if you can find a 10% marker of something mm-hmm. to be positive about. She looks hot today. He's an attractive guy. <laughs> uh, he buys me nice things. She cooks really well. You know, I don't know what the 10% marker is, but if you can find that 10% yeah. marker to talk about and to be thankful for mm-hmm. and to mill over in your head as to a reason, okay, man, we can get through these struggles. Right. There's at least that 10% marker that we can we can jump over. Uh, 1 Peter 4, chapter 8 says it this way, above all, and uh, 
we can read it here. Um, above all things, um, I don't know where I'm at there. All right, I'm going. I'm all over the place. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. There we go. Said it right there. The first I should have said it right the first time. Uh, <laughs> but above all, we should love each other deeply. Find a moment in time to fall deep in love with your spouse. Right. Because that love covers a multitude of sins, covers a multitude of issues. Now, again, context in First Peter, that's not talking about marriage. It's actually talking just about our relational lives with one another. Right. But that doesn't negate your marriage. So there should be moments in our, in our relational marriage where we are learning to love each other and love each other deeply because that love that spurs on from Jesus covers a multitude of wrongs. Let's just talk about love for a second mm -hmm. and how so many times in our or relationship, marriage relationships, we have conditional love. Oh, come on, girl. So many times we are only gonna give them love or show them affection if we get what we want. <laughs> and we're gonna withhold it when we don't feel like we got what we want. There we Stop. go. Stop. You know, it's easy to do. You yes. want to do it because you're mad, you're frustrated. But when we stop doing that and having that conditional attitude, if I don't get my way, you're having a temper tantrum. You are. And, and, and in our culture, we're taught how to use our sexuality as a weapon, yes. right? We weaponize it. Mm -hmm. We learn how to use our looks and our attitudes. We learn how to use the, the suave, debonair nature of who we are as guys. <laughs> we learn Ooh. how to use the bodies that young girls have <laughs> and we learn how to use that to attract the opposite sex mm -hmm. to harpoon our prey and so we use it as a weapon right. and then what happens is we get married and the moment we don't get what we want out yep. of that marriage we start to use sexuality as a weapon yep. again move we away. turn it against mm -hmm. the person we move away look what you're missing look yep. what you're losing out on let, let me i'm gonna be, punish you yeah let me be real plain here that's not love that's not a love that covers a multitude of issues. Right. That's using your sexuality, that's using who you are, your personhood as a weapon. Mm -hmm. You need to knock that off and stop it. Right. Right. Good. Good. Good no point. more needs to be said about that. No. Done. Jump on to point Do number that. two there. <laughs> one of the things that happens when people grow apart from each other and the marriage starts struggling, mm -hmm. one of the things that happens almost instantly is that you lose the physical intimacy and yeah. touch. Reach out and touch your spouse today, even if it feels a little awkward. That's not what I'm talking touching. about. Don't poke. I'm, I'm not touching. Not touching. <laughs> I used to do it to my sister all the time. Point at her face. Not touching. Okay. <laughs> it's annoying, right? That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because that's annoying, and I used to do it to her all the time. All the time. When I really wanted to get <gasps> when I really wanted to get on her bad side. Please don't. <laughs> She won't even let me do no. it today. You're messing up my makeup. Uh, all kinds of uh, goofiness with us about touch. But we all need touch. We all need that embrace from our spouse. And it's really not about, you know, dragging your hand down the side of your spouse's <laughs> face. However, there is a way that we can show affection, even if it feels forced and robotic. Mm -hmm. Your spouse gets home, you hug them, hold their hand, you know, put your arm around them, put your arm around their waist, give them a kiss on the cheek. When your marriage is struggling, that might feel forced and robotic. Mm -hmm. That's okay. I always choose the it's wrong okay. time. I always choose the time when he's doing something yeah. and then I try to give him a hug. He doesn't want to. I'm yeah. like, why? I'm trying to show you affection. I'll have study books around my chair, right? <laughs> Piled up knee high. I have my laptop on, literally on my lap. I'm going through notes and studying or, or maybe I'm creating something in a creative graphic kind of way and she'll come up and want to throw the books. <laughs> about that. But she'll want to okay. kick through the pile and hug me. I'm like, really? 
I'm you're busy, woman. Exaggerating a little bit. I, maybe a little. I never exaggerate. Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> it's called prophetic license. All <laughs> preachers do it. Anyway, uh, there's a there's a reality that that sometimes touch is going to feel forced. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel a little bit contrived. It's okay. You're struggling. Everyone, you, the two of you as spouses, you know you're struggling. It's okay to struggle through touch. Yeah. But, and it will help you pull those boundaries, those guards you have mm, up if you do. Just take okay, a moment. Pull them down. Pull them down. Yeah. Sorry. Not up. Not up. Down. We want to get rid of boundaries. You know, it will. Or walls. But when you don't do it, you know, that's not going to help. Yeah. That, touch definitely helps. That's when the marriage feels cool. Makes you feel like they care. Yes. It makes you feel like they care, like they're connected. Mm-hmm. Um, Romans chapter 16, verse 16 says, greet one another with a holy kiss. Obviously, this wasn't talking about specifically a marriage relationship, but it is the idea that we <laughs> greet, we welcome one another, we we bring each other close, we have yeah. physical touch in our relationships. That's important. Yeah, It's not something that we can we can just passively walk through life in and hope that we have the physical contact that right. we're looking for. Yeah, You have to be intentional about physical contact, especially especially in a marriage. And if you want it, you need to be giving it to. Yeah, that's right. You that's can't right. just expect something that you're not willing to give. That's right. Yeah. I mean, how is your spouse supposed to read your mind? How's your spouse mm-hmm. supposed to say, you know, you should know what I need. You know, I need physical touch. <laughs> um, sorry, ladies, most guys, that means, wait, is it time for sex? Is that oh. what you said? Oh, no, they don't always want to just run into bed with you either, men. Sometimes you need to hug your wife. Hug your spouse, kiss her on the cheek, let her know you love her. Beyond the hey, you ready to you know get it on? It's awkward. <laughs> it is awkward, right? <laughs> it's awkward, and you're not even in the room with us, people. <laughs> this is awkward. That's why church never talks about sex. <laughs> We're in the sanctuary. S E X. It's that. I can't say. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> We're in the sanctuary. We can't talk about sex. <laughs> Jesus died, so we never could have sex again. What? No, that's not true. <laughs> That's what the old Baptist. So awkward. That's moving on. Do. Anyway, moving okay. on. Physical touch and intimacy is important, mm-hmm. but you have to do it in a way, even when it feels contrived, you have to do it in a way that shows honor and love and respect for your spouse. Mm-hmm. You're not forcing anything, but you are maybe at times forcing a hug, forcing yeah. touch, forcing the hand holding. I don't know. I think forcing is kind of a strong word for that, but maybe if you're struggling, you're, you're if you're struggling you bad enough, awkward. if you're struggling bad enough, yeah. it's going to feel yeah. robotic. You're, you're right. going to have to force it. Yeah, that's true. If you're struggling bad enough, it might be something where your spouse hasn't hugged you in a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something where you haven't hugged your spouse or kissed them on the cheek or on the forehead or on the hand or whatever in a long time. You might need to force it. Yeah. It might be one of those things you need to force. It's okay. Hold their hand sometimes. That's right. You know, while you're driving, I think it's super <laughs> awkward, but we do it. <laughs> Don't hold your hands while you're eating. That's stupid. That's so weird. You're trying to eat like, (laughs) but we love each other. That's, that's That's awkward. That's not awkward. That's goofy, crazy. That's, that's like juvenile, like uh, junior high type of behavior. Don't do that. Mm. Hold your hands while you're eating, especially on public. You do it at home, whatever. That's, that's on you. If you can figure out how to eat a steak with one hand, awesome. You grab it and caveman the steak. Anyway, get off of physical touch. The next one is start saying me instead of we or even you. We need to learn in our issues. Looking at the notes, going, what are we talking about? <laughs> I, could, Wait, I just saw it over. I read through this already, but read, all of a sudden I, I was like, it didn't make sense. Maybe what he said I it. didn't read it properly. No, no. 
Fixing the things yeah. that you can about yourself will always yeah. make your relationship better. We we tend to do things in struggling relationships. Well, we never go out anymore. Yeah. We never do this. We never do what that. What you're really saying is you don't do this. You're the problem. You're the problem. And and what you're eventually saying is you need to fix yourself before mm-hmm. I fix myself. Come How many back. times has that ever worked in people's lives? Never. 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 So why would it work in your marriage relationship? It's not going to. No. If you want something fixed about your relationship, you need to fix yourself first. It's just like you point fingers. How many fingers are pointing back at I you? I hate that analogy. I like it. Pointing my finger. Where's the thumb going? <laughs> Up at Jesus. <laughs> I hate that analogy. Look at these fingers. I got four pointing back if I can contort my thumb. Hey, it makes a point. It does make a point. It's weird. It's weird. weird. Anyway, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 <laughs> says it this way. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. He will fulfill it perfectly in Christ Jesus in the day of the Lord, I think is, depending on your King James translation, maybe what it says. But the, the reality there is, yes, God has started a good work in you. Mm-hmm. God has started a good work in all of us. When we come to Christ, he starts working in our heart and our life. He is going to finish it. He's going to complete it in you and in your spouse. You got to want it. Come on, Jesus. He'll help you. He'll help you get over the hurdles. He'll help you get over the hard parts. I find too, you know, so many times when people are struggling and having relationships, they have to, you got to get a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. Get a little bug up your butt. butt. You gotta and prod them a little bit. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. like Get off you the have couch. to want to do yes. something to change it. Because, Get into the game. Yeah, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result is uh, the weird definition of insanity. That I'm we all throw full out. of weird stuff today. <laughs> I love it. I love cliches. They're what? awesome. It does work sometimes, but it's true. <laughs> some of I'm <laughs> pointing at you, kid. Uh, some of the things that we throw out there, the, these behavior patterns, right? They become the norm. <laughs> behavior patterns aren't bad. They just are. We all have set behavior patterns. They're not inherently bad. They just are what they are. Sometimes we might need to think about why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, she and I, I guess I am writing a book and we're gonna put this as part of, part of the book of behavior patterns. Why do we do the things that we do? Well, sometimes we do the things that we do because it's just ingrained. They're not necessarily bad. Yeah. However, we have to come to the core understanding. Why are we doing what we're doing? And is it effective or is it healthy? for right. the relationship. Yeah. Most of the time it ain't. And you might Smile have to change big. it. That's right. You might have to change it. And that's it. okay. You might have to change something about yourself. It might be hard. Yes. And Jesus has started a work in you. Mm-hmm. He started an honest to God work in you where he is working and fixing and changing things. Mm-hmm. He is faithful and just to complete those things. He will fix the problem. Allow him to do that. But that's starts... open to things that you need to work on. It's not always yes. your spouse. Yes. And it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. I mean, you it... have to be open that you have things that you need to fix. Yes. A lot of times people don't want to go there. They're like, well, Jesus no. just fix it. I don't fix have to work husband. on anything. Fix my crazy heathen husband, Lord. <laughs> he works on that car too much. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, he cusses too much, fix him. He... All the while you're nagging at him, and that's the reason he's cussing. Well, hallelujah. You told him to pick up those socks 27 million times. He doesn't see them. It's okay. I just do it. He's blind to socks. He's blind to socks. He is. But you know what he sees? Every weed in your front yard that you won't help with. Oh, my God. Preach. <laughs> I Preach. don't want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> there are things of the way we are wired. Mm-hmm. As 
men and women, that we see things differently. Mm-hmm. I can walk over dirty laundry like nobody's business. I'm a champ. So good at I'm it. I'm a champ at it, right? Give her a medal. You, I have a medal somewhere. They're a dirty <laughs> pair of socks that she's hung around my neck a few times. But the fact is, I don't see things the way she does. Mm-hmm. But there are other things in our house that I see, in our life that I see, that I think need to be attended to right now. And I get all frustrated when they don't get attended to. You know what? It's not a big deal. Learn how to adjust yourself, your self-focus first. What can I change about my life? What can I change about me first? Mm-hmm. And then ask my spouse, okay, where are areas that we need to change things? Right. You're going to get way better response if they see a change in you and that you're oh trying and on. your attitude has changed. Yes, you When you're will. not, you know, constantly focusing on everything they do wrong. That's right. That will change their perspective a ton. It'll actually show that you're wanting to heighten the 10% that mm-hmm. you say is worth fighting for. Right. It'll actually show that when you're changing and when you're changing internally, when you're changing something about yourself, that yes there is actually something worth fighting for mm-hmm. that 10% of this marriage that's worth hanging on for. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can actually see 20%, 30%, 40%, 50% worth fighting for, yeah. but you got to change you first. That's right. All marriage comes down to the individual. What are they willing to change? Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to change anything about you it's going to be a hard road. But if you're willing to change something internal, about you first, allow Jesus to perform the work that he started in your heart, allow him to bring that to completion, your marriage is gonna do a lot better. So if you're struggling today in your marriage, honest to God, you can get over those hurdles. You don't have Mm -hmm. to end in divorce, you don't have to end in breakup, but you've gotta follow some of these simple principles, these Mm -hmm. top three, right? Reach out and touch your spouse. Even if it feels hard and difficult and contrived, yes, not just the tap on the shoulder. Honey, you need to do this for me. I mean, <laughs> I'm touching you. <laughs> <laughs> this works, right? Hug your spouse, kiss your spouse, show them affection, even when it feels hard and difficult. Right. And the other thing, man, allow the Jesus that began a good work in you to be faithful, to complete it, to bring about its ending. Right. He is going to do something in your life worth magnitudes if you'll allow him to finish it. Right. And then what we started it with, what is the 10%? Yeah. What's that one thing that you can point to? That that thing that you can point to and say, okay, Jesus, this means I should hang on. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's the good times you used to have. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the, the twinkle that's still there in his eye when he looks at you. You can still tell he loves you. Whatever it is, hang on to that 10% because mm-hmm. it'll grow over yeah. time. It'll be an impacting moment that grows over time. Yep. If you're struggling in your marriage or praying for you. Yes comment like uh like this post dm us if you like this post it doesn't necessarily mean you're struggling but if you like this post hopefully it means that there's something you found value Mm -hmm. in this podcast uh so yes dm us connect with us message us text us i don't care how you get a hold of us but do whatever you need to do to let us know that yeah i'm struggling will you pray for us right because we want to pray for those marriages there's marriages all over the Quad Cities, all over the world that can be affected by simple points if we'll allow the Holy Spirit to speak. And every marriage goes through different times that Absolutely. they're struggling. It doesn't matter if you have the best marriage in the world right now. You know, things happen and struggles come. Mm-hmm. And so don't get down on yourself just because you feel like it's, you're in a dry spot or you're mm-hmm. struggling. That is not the end. And if you're in ministry and you feel like you can't tell anyone that your marriage is struggling, you can yeah. tell us. Yeah. You can tell us. We're not going to tell anybody. We're not going to rat you out. We're not going to go run to your congregation. If your marriage is honestly struggling, find someone you can talk to. Please understand your congregation is not going to be any healthier than the strength of your marriage. Yeah. 
come on, that'll preach, preacher. If, you're, if your marriage is struggling, your congregation will not be any healthier. Mm. It doesn't mean you won't have a big church. Right. You might have a massive church. You may have a mega church and, and your marriage sucks. The strength of your congregation is going to be right where your marriage is. There's a reality to that in ministry. Mm-hmm. Our congregation grows, strengthens, develops, matures as we grow. Right. It's a heavy burden. Again, I'm not going to lie as a pastor. It's a heavy burden. But it is the burden that God puts on the pastorate. And it's a responsible one to take. Mm-hmm. So pastors, if you're struggling in your marriage, which they all do from time to time, there's seasons, ups and downs. We happen to be in a fairly good one at the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> She's yeah, looking I at me like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> We're walking into a building project. It ain't going to be happy very long. <sighs> and there's truth to that. I get into business mode. Get this done. Get that done. Paint seasons. this wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just part of life. But we know how to manage each other's expectation through those right. seasons. Pastors, come on. Get involved, invested with someone who cares about your marriage. Right. It'll change your life. It'll change your church. Awesome. I didn't mean to go on a pastor rant there, he but did. sometimes it needs to happen. <laughs> so we love you guys. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. My collar keeps going crazy on Share me. Share it with your friends. Yes. You know, these are real issues. And real you know, issues. God wants to meet us in our real issues. So. Yes. In your everyday life, he wants to be a God you can talk to. Right. How you doing today, God? Awesome, my son, Nothing's my too daughter. small for you to Come talk on. to him about and for him to care about. He cares about it all. And nothing's too big. And nothing's you got too something big. big that's weighing on your shoulders? Right. Throw it at the cross. That's where, yep. that's where it belongs. Jesus, you got some mail. You got some stuff to work through. <laughs> all right. Come on. Have a great week, y'all. Have a great week. We love you. We love you. We'll see you next time.